Hello, welcome to the Living Open podcast for mystics and seekers. I'm your host, Erin. I'm a Philly-based healing artist, and this is a podcast to support your healing journey. Hi, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Living Open podcast. This week's episode is on being both connected to spirit and grounded in the earth with Liliana Perez. I was so excited to have this conversation with Liliana because I feel like that's that's really where I'm at right now. <laughs> it feels so important to me to be really grounded in this moment, in the magic that is here right around me that I can feel and touch and experience in my body and to still be connected to like those moments as spiritual um but really understanding that so much of my spirituality and spiritual practice is about being grounded in the earth and and finding that balance and really leaning into that and letting that that be true for me so before i tell you a little bit about liliana and what we talked about i just want to highlight that i'm doing a giveaway of my poetry book moonsign on instagram um, the giveaway is to support my good friend Octavia's GoFundMe. Octavia is raising funds to move out of an abusive housing situation. They're a black queer person, they're a grad student, they're fucking amazing. Um, and if you'd like to get a free copy of Moonsign, well, I guess it's free in quotes, <laughs> a free in quotes copy of Moonsign. <laughs> You can give at least $20 to Octavia's GoFundMe, which I'll have the link in the comments to. Um, And then just send me an email and let me know that you did that with your name so I can check and make sure on the GoFundMe. Or if you do it anonymously, just send me a screenshot um, and send me your mailing address and I will get a copy of the book in the mail to you. So I'm giving away 10 copies. It's the first 10 people. It's not like you get entered into a drawing. Um, so at this moment there are copies left and available Um, so yeah please participate please check out the GoFundMe and if you don't care about winning a copy of the book that's totally cool too you can just give to the GoFundMe and not let me know either way um, that's something that I want to share with you and invite you to check out and even if you're not able to give to the GoFundMe please share it widely with your community Um, I really want to help Octavia's GoFundMe meet its goal because they really, they really deserve to be able to move into a living situation where they have joy and peace and space to rest and focus on finishing school and doing their really cool summer internship. So that's in the description and about this episode. So Liliana uses she her pronouns. She's a first generation Zikana indigena cosmic channel, psychic medium, and artist. She has a background in energy healing and plant medicine and a strong connection to worlds unseen. So her work is really about being a bridge between worlds, serving both spirit and the people that she works with. Her work is focused on empowering people by healing and reconnecting with self-trust and self-belief to live our most supportive lives. In this episode, we talk about Liliana's journey with spirituality and healing, 
how Reiki connected her to her intuition and helped her open her psychic channel, tarot as part of her journey, discerning a gut feeling from your ego, big stuff, very, very important stuff, um, how she recommends folks start to connect with spirit and understand what spirit is for them, means to them, being both connected to spirit and grounded in the earth, the art of letting go of what you can't control, and one of my other favorite topics of the moment, cultivating the ability to hold a wide range of feelings. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Sending you all lots of love. I hope y'all are hanging in there after the full moon lunar eclipse. And as always, feel free to message on Instagram or send me an email and let me know how you're relating to these conversations, anything they're bringing up for you. Um, podcasting can be kind of one-sided slash two-sided with me and whoever I'm talking to. Um, and it's always really cool to hear from y'all who are listening. So DM me anytime. I might take a while to get back, but I usually read them all. Um, or send me an email, erin at living-open.com. Okay, lots of love. Enjoy this conversation. So I always like to start the show by hearing about your journey. So I'd love to hear anything you feel like sharing about your journey with spirituality, with healing that has brought you to this moment and the work that you do. Yeah. Um, I always like, whenever I get asked, I'm like, where do I start? Like, how do I open this? And I think for a lot of people, it always comes from um, like just being at a place where we're either like in a lot of pain or reaching a sort of like rock bottom type of feeling or experience and I think that that really is what did it for me or like loss right so um I want to like I want to give like a little like you know content warning I'm not going to go into detail but I'm going to be mentioned like I want to mention like just like I trauma in my childhood that um, I suppressed. <laughs> I didn't know how I wasn't given the tools, you know, and, I, um, and how to process those things. And then over years of just like other experiences, I had so much anger um, and sadness. And um, like the first time I was ever experienced or I ever experienced or was introduced to something that made me feel like I could gain control or connect with myself without re re even realizing what it was. I was 14 and I got my first like divination deck mm. and it wasn't a tarot deck, a traditional tarot deck. It was, um, it's, I, I, I still, I don't even remember how to use it. Like I try to use it now and I'm like, how do I even connect with it? Um, but it was, it's called Astro Mythological um, by, and then I don't know how to pronounce it, but M-L-L-E and then Lenormand deck. And so it's like, there's all this, there's all this symbolism. So anywho, I just dove into that, didn't know how to use it. And I just started giving readings for myself without realizing even what I was doing I just was hearing myself replay thoughts right and so then that you know made me feel in control within myself to a certain degree and then you know set it aside and then you know forward 
I mean, there were a lot of moments, but like that was one key moment. And then in my mid twenties, I lost my father figure. Um, and that like just broke me. And um, I felt so lost. And then I just was became super problematic. Like I drank so much and I was just avoiding a lot of things. And then I realized I can't do this. Like, and I could hear if it, whether it was him or it was, you know, I want to be transparent in the sense of like, it could have just been me connecting and being like, I'm hearing his voice because I it was in so much pain and I just needed to talk to him. Um, or it was him, you know, I, I'm not sure. But I was like, you can't do this anymore. Like, what are you doing? And so I went back to the tarot and I started just, it became my best friend. Like I didn't feel comfortable mm, talking to people about what I went through or like what I was feeling. I couldn't even form the words half the time. So the, the tarot became like a huge tool for me. Um, and I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it just complete, I knew a lot of folks would say things like it changed their life. Right. Cause it wasn't just a tool. It became this relationship, like a best friend. It became a, a person that you could talk to. Like, I just was upset every, every, every single thing that I needed, whether it was like, you know, let me check in with myself. Um, it was like my therapy. Right. And then, um, and then like a couple years later, my Saturn return had, and then, um, I really felt like everything again was just like, Whoa, you need to change some stuff. Not necessarily what I was doing for, um, my well-being, but like career. And it was like, I love helping people. You need to go a different route, do something different. So then I followed that. And then I, um, studied Reiki and then that I always tell people I'm like you need to learn, like you need to learn Reiki. It's gonna shift everything because it just was such a wonderful tool. One for like self healing, and but two, I feel like it really Im- gives that oomph for folks to like believe in their in themselves or like to, ha- to begin to cultivate um, a relationship with trust. You know, because now we have something that's tangible in a sense, right? Because we can feel our body. You know what I'm talking about? Like you can feel it, and you're like, oh yeah. It's um, me with Reiki for sure. Yeah. yeah. And um, that was like another moment where I just started to experience like, wait, I think these are, I think these are visions that I'm getting. Cause I just assumed the way that I experienced sessions with folks, that was just how it was with everybody. And so when I started having conversations with people, they're like, well, yeah, a lot of people can't, they, they experience um, when they're you know playing Reiki or having a Reiki session with someone, that's what they see or that's what they also experience. And then talking to other people, they're like, no, I think you're like, I think you're channeling. I think you're you're doing something alongside, like combining it with Reiki. I'm like, oh, I'm not a spiritual. How do I phrase this? And if you need me to slow down, because sometimes. Um, I can go down like a rabbit hole or I have oh, a I squirrel, squirrel brain. It's great. <laughs> I want more. Um, like growing up, my family's Catholic and they're not, I always say like how I describe them, like they're Catholic because 
that's what everyone prior to them was. It wasn't like they're, you know, very strict and not to not throwing shade at to anybody who is. Um, I have family members who are, but like growing up with one of my tias, it was always like, yeah, my aunts, we would always go every Sunday. With my mom, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like you have to go. I did like go to what is it to get my confirmation. So I had to like do all of that jazz where I had to learn about certain things and like. You know, and I was interested in it. I wanted to know stories because how my brain was, even ever since I was a kid, was like, well, if you're telling me I need to believe this or follow this, I need to know why. Like, I need to know the story to where I can understand it. And um, and there was like at one point where I, I wasn't allowed to go to church anymore because <laughs> um, I had said to my aunt, I had asked her, because oh, like the service, like math is so long. I would get so flustered with like the up and the down, sitting up and the down, getting on the knees. And I'm, you know, with like a little kid, I think I was like maybe first grade, second grade. And I got so flustered. And I was like, well, is he God? Like, you know, the priest. And she's, and I was like, probably not saying it very quietly. And we're like in the front row. I'm like, is he God? She's like, no. And I was like, is he Jesus? She's like, no. I'm like, well, then why are we here? I don't understand. Like, I couldn't understand. It wasn't because like, I didn't think like we couldn't believe what he was saying. I just like, no one's explaining to me how this was, what are we doing? You know? And, and so I wasn't allowed to go back because uh, I think I just embarrassed, I embarrassed her and, I, and I, I get it, you know, but I always, to me from a young age, it was like, if we, if we have faith and we believe in something, whatever it is, right. Whether it be um, like an organized religion or like the earth or whatever, why do I need to, or anyone needs to go to a place to prove that faith, right? Like we can go because it brings us comfort and there's that connection. And like, um, I don't know, like if, if you've gone, if you've ever attended more than like one church, every, every uh, leader of that congregation can be so different. Mm-hmm. And there's like some experiences where I'm like, oh yeah, this is what spirituality is about, right? And so you're encouraging folks to follow what feels supportive to them and where um, we may not agree on certain things, but we respect the simple understanding that like, whether it be you believe in plants and like the earth or you believe in, you know, God, creator, source, whatever, um, it centers you and it becomes um, not, I don't, I'm using this very loosely, but like uh, a compass, right? Or like a North Star in a sense. that's to me how like I would associate like or connect with spirituality and I also want to be honest with because of my upbringing where my experiences within the church I was always like "Mm," like no I don't want to I don't want to I had such a hard time embracing even that word because of how I was like criticized um just in my experience I don't want to say that that's like all religion just you know, me in, in that situation. And, um, yeah. And then I, where was I going to even go with that? I'm like giving such a long-winded answer. I'm like, I feel like it's just, there's been so many moments in my life where it was just like, holy moly, like this, all these things happened at certain points where I just needed it. And then when I finally was like, all right, fine, I'm going to surrender to it. I'm going to trust you know, what's going on. And even if it doesn't make sense, we're just going to take that leap. Um, and 
it's always been everything that I needed, even if it really hurt, you know? And, um, yeah. And then I think that was, I don't know if that was all of your, I can't remember all of the questions. I've been rambling for so (laughs) I guess I'm curious about how you were saying you realized that you were kind of doing channeling alongside Reiki. And I'm curious about how, like that part of that part of you evolved, like that spiritual connection, that psychic connection. Yeah. Yeah. How it's become your work. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's interesting because I feel like most of us who are intuitive, like we've always known, right? Like we've always known, like we just, it's, we are, we have that thought of, I can't, that's not true. Like there's no way, right? Like that's not real. Um, or we have that expectation of it needs to look like this. And I feel like when I look back now, I had a lot of experiences when I was a child, um, growing up where I had, I would hear, it was usually within my voice. Um, but I would hear guidance or like, don't do this, do this, go, you know, um, or this is going to happen, prepare for that. And I always just thought, okay, uh, that's a weird like thought to have why would I even why would I even do that and then when I went got into Reiki um like I was saying in my client work I would see I mean I would see these really vivid visions of what was happening with the person or like their ancestors coming through and like I mean to be wild the look would just look I mean I like how there's I can't be making this up, you know, like it was wild. And so that really helped me understand, oh, hey, hold on. These are intuitive or like psychic muscles that are flexing, that are showing themselves. Um, I still struggled with my confidence at that point. I think the whole part or what's been um, kind of a limitation within embracing that. I think for a lot of folks, it's, it's the confidence of, okay, yeah, this is, this is correct, you know, like, this is right, or, um, because we have this, at least I had this expectation of, okay, it needs to be 100% correct, everything needs to be, it needs to make sense to this person, otherwise, what I'm seeing is wrong, and it's not going to be supportive, and that's not really true, but um, I started to really, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's. I started working with Asia a few years ago um, because I wasn't, I was feeling lost again, like to a certain degree of like, I don't know what to do. Like within my career, I was, I was at the time I was a hairdresser for like eight years and I was already reading tarot, but I didn't know. I knew I needed something. I needed guidance. And somehow like I found her on Instagram, I'm a spirit guide coach. And I was like, oh, you know what, I'm going to just book a session with her. And so I did. And I started working with her for like a year, a little over a year. And she really helped boost that confidence in me of, Hey, look, you know, all of these tools, like use them to give you that validation or that confirmation of what, um, what's happening, what you're experiencing. And so, um, she would let me know, like, you know, you're hearing that voice in your head. Of, uh, that sounds like you like that's that can be spirit it doesn't have to sound like a whole other voice right um and so like and what I had told her I'm like I don't even know 
I don't need, I, I did, there was no separation. Like when I looked, when I looked back, there was no, and I don't want it to sound like egotistical, but there was like, I feel like since I was a child, I've always been in movement or connection with spirit. I just never knew the difference. I never knew, I would, I never knew how to distinguish or discern when it was myself or when it was like spirit. I always thought for the longest time, like I was a big a-hole for having some thoughts, like warnings about people or situations. Like, why are you like, I would think, why am I so negative? Like, why am I having this thought about this person? Like, why, 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 why? And then I realized, wait, uh, no, that was just spirit. My gut feeling letting me know and I just wasn't giving myself the space to recognize that I was leaning more into, oh, you're just being a big jerk, <laughs> you know, like you're just being, yeah, but not a, a, a very nice person. Um, but the tarot was a huge part even of that, like even getting to familiarize myself with because I needed something tangible at that time, right? Building up my confidence. Um, and Asia taught me that too of, hey, how do you, how, who are my guides? You know, and I'd pull a card, like, tell me about yourself. What is the personality? Like, or how can this one help me? And I would pull a card, be like, okay. And then slowly I started like, I'm going to put these aside and I'm just going to start, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm just going to start asking questions. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't make sense, but I just gave in, you know what, at this point, I don't even care. Like I'm just going to completely give in and commit to them in that way and commit back within myself. And they're like, I can already hear them right now. They're like, yeah, it's not just about committing to them. When you commit to them, you commit to yourself and you're creating this um, incubator, this incubator of love is what they're saying. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) Um. So it's a little bit all over the place. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for the listeners. I'm like, if they're like, that is a little over the place. I'm like, that's just how, that's how my brain works. Because it is very much, um, sometimes I still try to make sense of it. Like, how how am I hearing? How am I connecting with them? Because I, I can feel it shifting even now um, with how I need to hear them, if, if that makes sense. And when the, when, even when they're telling me, I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like, what do you all even mean? Yeah. Um, but that's to answer the question. I feel like I probably again was all over yes, the place. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much mm-hmm. for sharing. I feel like there's so many things I want to pick up on in what you said, but I think one of the most present things is what you said about like, is this trying to figure out what's a gut feeling, what's spirit versus thinking you're just being an asshole resonates so much. I've been thinking about that a lot recently while I've been realizing like that I'll often have an experience where I'm like, I have a feeling about a person or I'm like, I don't like that person, but I'm like, that's okay. That's just like a little judgment voice in me. That's fine. Like, I don't need to, you know, do anything about that or that. Like, um, and I think that's beautiful. And I love that part of myself, but I've had like multiple situations where I've had that feeling and that knowing, and then like later the person turns out to be abusive or like, there's something there where like, I was actually right. Like that was like something to listen to and not just to, I don't know. I sort of feel like I like bypassed myself, spiritually bypassed myself a little bit or something like happened there. Um, and it's, it's really interesting to think about. So I guess I'm trying to 
trying to figure that out for for myself and my body and connection to to self and spirit in this moment in time. Yeah. And it's so real because I mean, I think especially, you know, um, well, depending on like upbringing too, right. But like, we're always told, especially if one who identifies as a female or, you know, Hey, you need to be nice. You always have to be nice, be polite, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, sometimes not as much now. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm 30 freaking five. I don't even care. Whatever. You know, I'm going to have these thoughts. I've reached that point in myself. But when I was younger, even like my 20 up and like through my late twenties, I always had that. Like, I just, I want to be nice. I don't want to be a jerk, especially being within like the service industry as a, as a hairdresser, you know, if I'm like, if I'm, especially when I was building my clientele, like, shoot, if, if I'm not nice, little kitty, if I'm not nice, you know, like, and I don't take this person, you know, I, how am I going to build a career? But we, that's our gut feeling, you know, like it, you, it, when folks are like, well, how do you, how do you discern that? How do you know whether it's like you just having a thought that's associated or rooted in emotion, right? Like or an insecurity or like the imbalanced ego versus my gut or spirit saying, no, that's like red flag, stay away. And I think it's different for everyone. Um, like I, I am a big feeler. Uh, like I feel comfortable being in my feelings, being in my body. It's taken a long time to get there. I can understand that this might not be something that is, um, supportive for everyone just because like, even just being in the body can be really uncomfortable for some folks, but I try my best to listen to, okay, how do I feel? Do I feel like I is my body already squirming and I'm feeling just kind of like on guard or like on the defense already. And if I am feeling on the defense, where's that coming from? If I can't connect it to something that it reminds me of in the past where it was really associated with an emotion, right? Like fear or insecurity, then I think, okay, then yeah, this is probably spirit or that's when I'm really questioning, right? If I'm like not grounded in myself or I'm not, I'm still like, no, Lily, it's not, it's not your intuition. If I'm not trusting what I'm picking up, then I go that route. But for the most part, I already, I feel that, um, like for me, a lot of the time it's, I get like these like tingly, like tingly prickly feelings, um, the back of my shoulders on like the left side of my body. Mm -hmm. And that was in the beginning when, um, when I would ask them like, Hey, I need some kind of physical something to let me know that this is y'all. And then that's what would happen. But when I started like really trusting my clear cognizance, then when I hear it and I just know, I'm like, okay, yeah, that is, it's okay. If I don't feel connected to this person, it's okay. If I feel on guard with this person or that I know that this is what would happen or this is what they've done or the kind of person they are right to make me judgmental and even if it did in that moment that's okay because that's based off my experience and I'm not going to react on it in a way that is going to be harmful to them or myself you know mm-hmm. um but it can be so empowering when we're just like yeah I don't think they're a supportive person so I'm not going to go that route, but that doesn't mean in general. It just means like our connection, like this person and myself, I'm not going to be supportive. So I'm just going to move on, you know? 
Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that of like asking spirit to communicate with you in a way that you can understand, like asking for that, like, give me a physical like experience. So I know it's you. Yeah. That, like, would you recommend that for people who are like, I want to connect to spirit. Or I want to start to understand like what's spirit versus like, what's me or whatever yeah. the difference between those two things is. Absolutely. I absolutely. But like I always tell my clients, like, I encourage everyone, you know, form that really, if it's something that you subscribe to and you want to cultivate for yourself, absolutely. Like engage with them, you know, as you're building a relationship. So, you know, if whatever is going to be supportive for you, ask, just, I was like, even if it's out loud, or you're, you know, or you're writing it on a page, piece of paper in your head, whatever you're comfortable with, like, and, and what would make sense. Right. If, if you're like, I, I want to see signs of X, Y, and Z. I want to experience it in my body or, you know, this is how I want to know that it's you absolutely ask. And if that doesn't come through, ask for it in a different way. Um, we, we, and we, we, while we're asking for that, we, we really want to also remember that it's not just like a, a one-sided relationship. You know, um, we have to be sure that we just like a friendship, right? Like they show up for us, we show up for them. So whether that be, you know, giving thanks, checking in on them, asking, you know, saying thank you and, uh, you know, asking if they want something in return, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I always just tell mine like, oh, thank you so much. And I'm always like, I love you. Thank you. (laughs) You know, Um, yeah. That's so sweet. I think I'm wondering too about like, like what for you is the, that balance between like being connected to spirit and also being grounded in this plane of existence and like being in both places and connected to both places. I feel like there's like a thing that can happen sometimes in like new age spiritual spaces where you're just supposed to like not even be here. (laughs) You're like only supposed to like, be in like connection with spirit and like literally forget about like justice on earth or your body and stuff like that yeah Um, I guess I'm curious how you cultivate that balance or like think about that balance oh yeah thank you I love that question because um I think I love this the subject and I won't just in general like I love working with spirit and I love folks to work with spirit but I think there there is this whole problematic side where it's like you know if if you really want to serve spirit then you just show up 100% but like it's also there's so many different belief systems but anywho I in the beginning did not set good boundaries I was always open and because I wanted more like I was like I'm ready I want to and I and also like if I'm going to be honest it was like I was moving within FOMO and within like the imbalanced ego of like, give me, give me every, like, I'm not going to, I want it now. Like I want it to move fast. Like I want it, you know, I want, I wasn't patient, you know? And, oh my gosh, I like had just not super scary experiences, but like it was where like my mental health was starting to really like not the best like the most supportive experience and so I learned to you know make sure that I open the space because I I remember like how 
how naive and like egoic of me when I started when I was younger was like, yeah, I'm fine. I don't need to like ground myself. You know, I don't need to like <laughs> set a protective boundary. I'm good. I'll just like cut, cut it off when it's done and I'm fine. And so I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> just like, like, girl, you were like, what were you thinking? And so, you know, through experience of like, oh my gosh, like having entities come into my home, having entities like, um, really affect my like mental health and, uh, just some wild experiences. Um, I was like, okay, I need to take this, I need to take this more seriously. And then even with like the higher vibrational or like mm, supportive like spirits and, uh, it just got to a point where I'm like, you know, y'all like need to like, I need, I need to like shut the door, if you will, like Mm -hmm. close that portal, because if not, it would, I would be constantly bombarded. Like I would constantly just see things and, you know, already having, um, sense, like sensory sensitivities. If I would leave my home, oh my gosh, I couldn't, and I wasn't centering myself and I wasn't like, okay, no, like, uh, you know, I'm out of office y'all this, we're, we can't, we can't hang out or talk right now. If I didn't do that, it would just feel so, it would just be so much. And then I would get really depressed and I would get really anxious. Um, and I wouldn't care. I mean, there's also the aspects, the side of it where you're for me, I was like, oh, I love being in this space. Sometimes I'm like, I prefer being in this space, in this cosmic space versus the real world because I was avoiding, right? Like I would be avoiding, I didn't want to deal with what was happening, not necessarily like globally, but like just in my own inner, like my own immediate circle. It was easier for me to be in a space with those that I've already cultivated relationships with or beginning relationships with to be held in their embrace and to just be visiting spaces that felt new and were just peaceful. I had to remember, okay, you know, that's cool and all, but if I'm avoiding everything that's on me in, in like my material real world, I'm, I'm not showing up, truly showing up for myself, for spirit or the people that I'm working with, because I'm not, I'm not dealing living being present with reality and through my own experiences right like just as I'm sure you know it's like when we everyone how all of this at least in my opinion like masters masters mentors whatever within any kind of within the spiritual realm what they share is based off their experience and so it creates this ripple effect and so if I'm not showing up and being present and listening how could I show up for folks or what can I share with them? Right. If like here, like how we're having this conversation, you know? Um, yeah. But like, I mean, real talk, like may for me where I'm at right now, because I've been so like, go, go, go. And, you know, with clients and like with work and I realized like, wow, I showed up for myself, but like, I have, I haven't not worked. Like I've, been working like nonstop, so I decided like month I'm not going to see any clients. I'm not going to see anything. I'm putting like the Patreon on hold. Every, everything associated with like work stuff and like not. I'm still going to be connecting with spirit and my my spirit guides, but I'm not going to be having the intention of the collective 
just so I can show up for myself and make sure that I'm good, that I'm taken care of and really present, present in my body. Does that make sense? Yeah. How beautiful to give yourself that gift to rest and reset and just show up for your body and your connection to spirit. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's so lovely. I'm so glad you're doing that. It's scary. I'm like, I mean, they're the ones I was fighting tooth and nail with my, I can't do that. Like, yeah, this is the real world. Like I need, I need like income and like, just don't worry about it. Okay. I'm like, well, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a great point, which brings me to something else I wanted to ask you about that you mentioned, like before we started talking around, like, especially with the recent, like impersonator and scammer accounts, um, which I also have, like having to sit with the that contraction and that letting go of what you can't control and just like surrendering to that. So that surrendering to like what your guides are asking you to do feels beautiful. And I'm curious, if there's anything else you want to share about sitting with that art of letting go of what you can't control? Um, it's just so liberating. Like it hurts. It hurts so good. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> one of those where you're like, oh, it's so. You know, like when I first found, well, first of all, like, I'm so sorry about your impersonator. You too. Drama, because it's, it's so violating. And then it's like, my first thought was like, crap, all these people are being messaged. And you, like, I felt the sense of responsibility, you know, like, okay, I need to protect them because this is garbage. But, um, my, the, the first time it happened, I was so angry I was so mad and then I was like like in my house like cursing in Spanish (laughs) walking around and um and then I heard my main guy James he's like you need to chill out like just go sit outside and and channel it into something that's going to bring you joy and so I was like what the hell does he mean Mm-hmm. Um, so I made memes. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make some memes about this. If I'm gonna freak, if, <laughs> if I can't control this, then I'm gonna at least use it to make me laugh and to turn it into something funny. And that's how it's like, okay, I'm gonna let go. That's how I have to relinquish the control because if I can't, I can't control everything. Like the only thing I can control is what I choose, how I choose to respond or react to a situation. And so, um, yeah, like even now when it happens, like I can't be bothered. I just can't be bothered. I mean, that's why I keep telling myself, like I still genuinely care, and it is still so very annoying and discouraging. Um, it like honestly makes me like just want to leave that space because it's just it gets tiresome. But it's also no, I don't want to leave the space because I spent a long time cultivating these relationships with these people here. Um, but even like, like in that in that moment, right, like where I was trying to control a situation like that, that had no control over. My reaction was, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave the space, forget it. That's me trying to control the situation. Whereas like, okay, actually, you know what? I can't, even if I were to leave, they may still continue doing this. So I can't control their actions. I'm just going to go about my day and still continue to do the things that make me happy and bring me joy. And, you know, that's, what it is it's even like with hair doing hair for the longest time I 
felt for so long, okay, I need to pivot. I can't just do hair anymore. I need to, I either need to walk away 100% from it, or I need to invest more of my time into this aspect of myself and how I want to show up for, for, for folks and hold space for folks. And it was scary because that was my only income. And, um, you know, then like, when I was in, when I was in that transition, what do I do? I kept fighting it and fighting and trying to control it. And didn't want to let go to the unknown then uh the pandemic happened and I was like not that like you know that that was the universe being like here now that's what you do but I thought oh my gosh okay I can't control this I'm put in a situation what do I do and when I just said okay I'm just gonna throw every all my cards out and like I'm just gonna we're just gonna move with it and see what happens and Mm -hmm. I started being contacted by people and then I just kind of follow like little breadcrumb trail and it feels good. Right. Like well, it's scary. I don't like the, you, I don't want to use the word good. Sorry. Um, I don't it either. feels supportive, it. like mm-hmm. scary supportive to let go of control. And I find that the moments that we do that, that's when we feel like the most liberated and the most aligned, you know, if you will, with, with life or whatever we're supposed to be doing in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you like took those feelings of sort of anger and whatever else was coming up and were like, was like, I'm going to channel this into making some memes because this is out of my control <laughs> making memes and having fun <laughs> something that is within my control. And yeah, that's so internet and I love it. <laughs> But also, I feel like there's really something there of like, we have to be able to find, I mean, I guess we don't have to, but I really want to be able to find joy and pleasure and feelings that are really nourishing and supportive, even within circumstances and spaces where everything's not okay, where things are going wrong, where I'm also angry, where I'm also sad, and I'm not like bypassing those feelings, but I'm also able to hold like all the things that make me feel alive and make me feel excited about life so I feel like yeah cultivating that ability to hold a whole range of feelings and to not get stuck in just one of them that feels really helpful to me when I can feel things and not get stuck in just one feeling oh yeah being oh my gosh and that's something that's why I love like um drawing like drawing or doing something with my hands like I started messing around with I got my sister got me and my friend her fiance got me clay uh for my birthday this year like little just simple play clay you know like um air drying clay and like the ones that you put in your oven and like you know what I'm just gonna start messing with it and but drawing that is something where I'm like if I'm angry or if I'm sad that's like what I go to I'm like okay because I can sit in an emotion and sometimes if I don't channel it, if I don't try to transmute it into something, whether it be me crying or, you know, talking it out loud with them or with myself, um, I can get really lost in it. You know, I can get really just like, uh, I mean, that's something I've, Sabbath and I have a relationship since I was, you know, a child, but sometimes I'm like, oi, like I hand my, my power, if you will, over to Sabbath because I'm tired and I'm like, I just don't want to, I'm going to let you handle it for right now. And, and that's when I disassociate, right? 
But when I choose to be like, okay, and sometimes it's also because like, I don't have the energetic bandwidth to like hold space for myself in that way to even like channel it or to do anything with it. And like, no, we know that that's not necessarily like supportive, but even that sometimes I think like in that moment, I know that's what I need to just let it kind of bring up what it needs to bring up. So then that way, when I am ready, I can name all the really unsupportive, like harmful thoughts that have come up or feelings. And then it gives me the opportunity to be like, no, like that's you, your feeling is valid. Yeah. You can feel that way, but like, look at this, that's taken place in your life. Or like, look at this. And it helps counteract that. And if I can't do that, then that's when I turn to like drawings and like, okay, I'm just going to, even if it's just doodles or, you know, just mixing a bunch of colors, at least I can let let that out. I saw this meme the other day and it made me laugh. Let me LOL. Um, where it was like, what did it say? I'm so good at repeating things uh word for word, but um it was like when you you listen to sad songs to to help with your sadness or something like that. Like I'm like, that's so true. Cause that's that's what I do. My stepdaughter always like, why do you always listen to sad songs when you're sad? I'm like, because it makes me feel better. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And also sometimes when I'm sad, I want to listen to sad music so that it can make me even sadder so I can cry and then I can move through the sad and then exactly feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have like, um, my sister's fiance, like I have all these little videos of like my pets that I like, I miss them so much, but there's one of our eldest, um, our first cat or anywho, one of our eldest cats that we ever had. And he passed away in 2019. He was 18 years old. Um, and uh, my sister's fiance, Chewy, he made a video of him, like in honor of his passing. And so like, when I need to cry, like I'll go and rewatch that video. Or like, I used to watch it honestly, like weekly. And I just let all the tears out. Because it feels good too, you know, to, to also like, we can be sad and we're like tap into that sadness. And it can start off in like that pain where we can acknowledge of I'm really hurting. And like, for me, I can look at that video that stirs up a different aspect of sadness. So once it's out, it transmutes itself into like experience of like love and joy, right? Like grief, how we can move through experience, different forms of grief. It can come where we're like, damn, that really sucks. And like, just be devastated all over again. Or I can be sad, but there's, the joy that comes with it is kind of outweighing the the devastation, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's healthy to be able to continually touch sadness and like other uncomfortable feelings um, yeah. without them being like all encompassing. And the only thing you ever feel, I think is so healthy and it feels really supportive for me anyways, to be able to be like, I'm really sad. Let me sit in this feeling and let it be here and feel it. And then when I feel ready to shift, then I know that I have tools that can help me do that. Like making art, like you're saying, yeah, or listening to music or taking a walk or that kind of stuff. And then I can start to shift into a different feeling experience. But like, that's, that's human stuff. It's part of being yeah. alive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would love to ask you the last question I always ask on this show, which is because the name of the show is living open. What does living open mean to you? What comes up when you hear that? Like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. Okay. So 
Um, the first thing when you say that, the first thing that I see is like me when I was like a little kid, like me um, standing. It's like my most proudest moment of self-expression <laughs> when I was a child. But I think of showing up for yourself in as many ways representing as many versions of you that you embrace and are or in the process of embracing without the need of approval or acceptance from anyone else and I think you know I think of like that little me I was like second grade and I didn't care what anyone thought of me like I didn't care if I was being silly I didn't care if no one understood my uh performance whatever it was I was happy doing it and I think that's what we need to remember um when you know in this lifetime each for each one of us um living open is just that and we embrace the fact that we are constantly in a cycle of expansion and contraction and so we as we hold space for ourselves in that way we are also understanding that like the person the people beside us are also in that same process and we have to be mirrors or reflections for one another if that makes sense pretty much understanding <laughs> you want people to understand you and expect where you're coming from do the same thing for the person <laughs> you, you know um, that makes sense I hope that that makes sense <laughs> Totally does. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing and, and for being here. Can you tell people where they can find you and connect with you online? Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate, um, I appreciate, uh, this time with one another and the conversation. Um, yeah, folks can find me. My IG handle is at, um, H-I- J-A-Q-U-E-C-U-R-A. <laughs> or uh, my website, ihakikura.com. Um, same spelling. <laughs> I'll put links in the description for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please do tap five stars and leave us a nice review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. I appreciate it so, so much. And it's a really lovely way to be in exchange with the show, with an indie podcast. You can check out all the links mentioned in this episode in the description, and I'll be back on Monday with another episode. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it and stay in touch on Instagram at E-R-Y-N-J underscore or Patreon until then.